Welcome to the Medical Management Podcast, a podcast focused on helping you level up your practice. Through interviews with some of the most successful leaders in the industry, we help uncover resources, tools, and ideas to help you level up your practice. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy today's program. Welcome back to the Medical Management Podcast. This is Jay bringing you yet another informative episode. Today, we are continuing our Get to Know Us series with part two, Getting to Know Molly Ramsey. Welcome back, Molly. Happy to be here. Okay, so to continue our conversation from the first episode, let's jump into a fun one. I believe we all have superpowers. What's your medical management superpower? Oh, man, that's a, a great question, Jay. <laughs> Certainly takes a little self-reflection here in terms of what my quote-unquote superpower is related to medical management. Um, and I'd actually probably you know, step back a few, a few feet and just say that my, my superpower is related to people. So when we have a situation where there is turmoil among staff or kind of group dynamics or, you know, just culture, um, underlying kind of culture issues, that's probably where I have my strength lies is being able to kind of read situations, be able to build rapport with individuals, I know for the most part, um, pretty easily and be approachable so that people feel like they can listen and be heard in a, in a safe place. And oftentimes when we are invited to work with a group initially, you know, there's, there's usually a reason that they've reached out to MedMan. Um, it's not because things are going really smooth, but because there's some type of underlying issue or maybe even on the positive side that they're experiencing a lot of growth. Um, and with growth, sometimes there's just those growing pains of, you know, kind of catching up to itself. And so I feel like, you know, the, the attribute that I bring or the asset that I can be is kind of along the lines of the people, people issues and empowering people. I love it. And what do we say? You know, 80% of the time, it's a people issue. And, you know, it's so true. And so, you know, to have that, have that skill set and superpower, just you get to be a part of most things because of it, good or bad, right? Right. I mean, good or bad in the sense of, of you might already have a busy day, but yeah. <laughs> the people issues certainly bring you into to a lot of the conversations. Yeah. You know, on the positive side of things, it's just having a good gut feeling about people in situations and kind of being able to read when someone might need a, a little bit more in terms of, you know, those positive strokes or reinforcement that, you know, they're doing things well. Um, and I can hopefully be able to pick up on that and, and offer that up when needed. Yeah, I love that. And, and there's certainly a balance, you know, my, my brain's usually much in the future. And so having someone on the team that brings me back to reality often is, is a huge asset. <laughs> compliment each other, right? <laughs> totally. Yep. You know it. And, th and that's how, that's how it works. That's how great teams are formed. Yep. So, you know, thinking about, think about work, think about your role. What's a challenge that you're currently facing and what are the things you're doing to help navigate yourself through that? Oh man. Challenges at this point in time, I guess like within my role would probably just be that realizing that culture can't just be put on autopilot. So again, you know, that's kind of where my, my brain kind of lives and, and exists is in the people side of things and the, the culture of an organization. And so we were really fortunate to inherit an organization that had a really strong culture. And that was one of the things that, you know, drew myself and, and so many of us to the company originally. But realizing that you can't just kind of, you know, quote unquote, rest on your laurels or be complacent and that being 
um, really deliberate and disciplined in activities surrounding culture is really, really important for it to be able to maintain as well as evolve and grow um, with the needs of the organization. So I'd say that's probably number one. Two other things that we're just really focused on right now are hiring and then just being a process-driven organization. So we, like many organizations, are, you know, in the throes of dealing with some, you know, challenges related to hiring and being able to um, have a process that we feel confident in has been really important. And certainly we've been kind of stepping back and thinking, you know, challenging it at times if it's not working for us and thinking about ways to creatively overcome some of the challenges that we have faced. And then just being process driven, you know, our organization is evolving, it's growing, and how important it is for us to have an infrastructure to be built on so that as we do grow, um, we're doing so in a way in which we can maintain that, you know, the strength of the foundation. Yeah, that's good stuff. You know, is it, are you kind of going through this kind of self-reflection or you kind of using, using a team to help you know, I'm mean, not say identify these things, but but kind of what what's been your process to help improve your processes? Yeah, certainly uh, feedback and a lot of conversations with colleagues about what's working and what's not, and you know, and then sometimes the challenge is is the deliberation process and how much do you <laughs> deliberate together versus you know making a decision and you know having some consensus on it and committing to it moving forward and that is a challenge in itself so i certainly do appreciate getting feedback from others but i am also someone who likes to you know be able to check something off and and move on <laughs> so it's finding that that balance but i do think that having input is a really key key part of one making sure that we're if we're making changes to process or or anything that we're getting multiple perspectives and then buy in as well so that we have success once we make that adoption of a, a change yeah you bet right certain a, a successful recipe of getting input getting getting people to at least feel like they're part of the decision but yeah, in the fast-paced world we live in, there's always a trade-off. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to get it done this year, you, you know, you, you're going to have to make a couple decisions on your own just to push things forward because schedules tend to line up on a monthly basis rather than a weekly. Yeah, well, you know, and I think that's where you know you have to have kind of processes in place for you know decision making within your organization and you know how you come about kind of creating the priorities for organization as an entity, but also as individuals, and then a process in place for the accountability to get that stuff done. And that's something that we certainly within MedMan have been working on and kind of having that also spill over into our, our clinics and what we're helping them with. We've been seeing some good, good traction there. Absolutely. Yep. It helps to have an efficient and effective operating system. Yeah. Happy to, happy to say that we've got one. And man, what a difference. It's, it's incredible. When you have some focus and you have some traction, what you can get done. Yep. Absolutely. So we'll go into to some lighter questions here to kind of wrap this up, kind of let you off easy. <laughs> you know, I, I like to ask the question, if you had 20 minutes to kill, what would you do with it? Yeah, um, man, 20 minutes feels like a luxury right now for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> between just uh, working kids and all the fun stuff in between. So if I have 20 minutes, it's actually pretty simple. I like to go for a walk or a quick bike ride. Or if I've got 20 minutes where I'm just, you know, making a drive, I will um, call a friend. And that I haven't talked to in a while. And I find a lot of satisfaction in just making that connection with someone. One of my kind of mantras or things that I've been focused on this past year is if I'm thinking of someone, I need to act on it. So if someone's kind of in my thoughts of like, man, I need to reach out to them or, you know, send them a text. And I had historically been putting that off. 
I've been trying to kind of act on those feelings lately and make sure that as I'm thinking of them, I'm, you know, quickly acting on sending a quick text or picking up the phone and checking in. And so that's something I'm continuing to work on and use the free 20 minutes to do so. That's awesome. Reflect on that for us. As, as far as the outcome, you know, after you do that, what's, what's the feeling? What's the, what's the response by who you're calling? How's it working out? Oh my gosh. For me personally, I just feel, you know, it just feels good. Because one, you know, when you have something on your mind, that's just kind of that you like your to-do list, right? That's just kind of occupying brain space. And, you know, it's constantly, you know, in the back of your mind of like, oh, I need to do that. I meant to do that. I need to do that. And it just like, it's actually taking up quite a bit of energy, you know, or creating a barrier to you being able to like fully relax or be present in some, you know, in some fashion with like, you know, whatever it is that you might be doing. By trying to be as proactive as I can about, hey, I, I thought about Kelly the other day and I hadn't talked to her in a while. So I sent her a text at my, you know, my next free moment. And just by making that connection with her, she responded that same day. And it just was like, you know, kind of filled my cup, <laughs> so to speak, of like staying in touch with people when you are in such a kind of busy stage of your life. It's important to maintain those relationships, or at least for me, you know, I'm a an S on a disc. And so relationships are um, kind of what drives me. And uh, one of those phrases, don't put off today what you could do tomorrow. No, but don't put off tomorrow what you could do today. Sorry. Um, trying to live by that a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, some, some I, I can learn so much from because I do, you know, especially, you know, family, which gets me. And I've, I have a wonderful family that in my mind, every time I call them, it's an hour conversation. Right. And so I use that as a hurdle, like, oh, I need to call my dad, but man, I don't have an hour right now. When am I ever going to have an hour, you know, that yeah. is uninterrupted unless it's like 9 p.m.? Once the kids are in bed and, and it's kind of like, oh, finally, you know, you, you kind of, you can just relax or, you know, just, just relax, but it's not really relaxing. You're, you're fried, you know, the whole day's done. Yep. But then you carry around the weight of guilt. Yep. I haven't called my dad this week and then I haven't called him next week. And, and then it just builds up and then, yeah, then who's doing the work? We are because we're carrying this thing that just doesn't need to be carried. So totally. I, I love it. I love the, the really good use of 20 minutes. Mine would be different. Mine would be like, oh, I'm going to read a book or do the crossword. But it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't like all that extra baggage that you're carrying around doesn't help that. So I, I really like that. I like, like that heads up. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. All right. Good. Yeah. And, and, but I do think it helps, you know, with, with the constraint. Say, hey, you know, in this context, hey, I've got 20 minutes. You want to chat? Mm -hmm. And then you've set some parameters. So it's not like my fear of, you know, this conversation is going to be an hour, hour and a half. Like I think, I think you can do that and do that well with good intention. Well, exactly. And making a connection for 15, 20 minutes, maybe more frequently, <laughs> you know, than the hour long conversation that's going to happen every couple of months. So totally. Um, yeah. People, you know, everyone's busy. Um, and I think people just appreciate making that connection, whether it just be for a few minutes or, you know, or however long. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Really good stuff. And at the end of the day, you know, most, most of the time people don't realize that other people are thinking about them. Yeah. So I think, you know, frequency is certainly probably more important than, than the hour or two that you could spend more less frequent. So we'll see. I'm going to, I'm going to keep you posted, Molly. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to try to do that with, with a couple relatives, primarily my dad and my sister. And we'll see how that, how that works out. Awesome. I expect a report back. <laughs> okay. You got it. You got it. Okay, so so the last fun one here. Um, think about two week vacation, all paid for, 
So there's no restriction. You know, what would you do? Where would you go? Man, um, you know, this question makes me think wild and audacious in terms of some, you know, travel abroad. But really what excites me right now, which maybe for some wouldn't, <laughs> but it's actually just a big, massive road trip across the U.S. And I would have several things on my agenda in terms of kind of what would be dictating our stops along the way. But one, I had mentioned I've got two girls who are currently teenagers. So I would love to just pick out some college campuses to not exactly, you know, for the reason for them to have aspirations to go to that specific college, but just to see what's out there and kind of have some perspective and context. So, you know, walk some various college campuses, hit some historical sites and national and state parks. Uh, mentioned before that we love the outdoors. So um, trying to uh, hit those. We collect little patches for our kids, have since they were young kids. So we'd want to collect as many patches as we could from those parks. Love to find places that are kind of off the beaten path and certainly love to find uh, venues that have like really great live local music. So I particularly like bluegrass. So would love to find some venues with some great music along the way. And then, you know, I've just picked up some random places that I would love to visit by in conversations or reading or, you know, watching PBS. So a couple of those places would be there's a, a kitchen or a cafe called The Lost Kitchen in a place called Freedom, Maine. And you actually can get you only can get a reservation through a lottery system. So I would put in my uh, my postcard for a hopefully a draw at the reservation at The Lost Kitchen in Maine, which would be awesome. And yeah, just uh, kind of zigzag our way and, and see friends as well along the way. But that would be something I would really find a lot of satisfaction in. That sounds like a fun trip. If you have extra room, you know, <laughs> let, let me know. Yeah. Um, what, what, um, what route, you know, it sounds like you probably, I mean, is it going to be kind of south, north, middle, or you're going to kind oh, of do a loop? Man, yeah, it would be a loop um, okay. for sure. Yeah, the hard thing is I want to do Austin City Limits in Texas. I wanted to hit Freedom, Maine, and then I also want to do the Boundary Waters of Northern Minnesota. So <laughs> Yeah, that's a loop, all right. And I would uh, get killed if I didn't see family in the Midwest. So <laughs> I might need more than two weeks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> two two-week vacations. Yes, yes. Well, that's awesome. That's really awesome. And um, I think perfect uh, place to to wrap this episode up. And Molly, you know, Really appreciate the time spent here and, and, you know, learn more about you, not only professionally, but certainly personally. And I'm sure our listeners are going to get some value from that. So thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Jay. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Molly. For the show notes, transcripts, and material from the show, and really everything else MedMan does, head over to our website at medman.com. Remember, we'll be here twice a week sharing insight, ideas, and tools to help you level up your practice. Thanks again for joining us today. Thanks for tuning in to the Medical Management Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's featured guest. For the show notes, transcripts, resources, and everything else MedMan does to help you level up, be sure to visit us at medman.com.